Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. I am tickled to death that we are talking about travel and yoga because I love to travel and I love yoga and I always do both. Yeah, this is right up your alley. Yeah, when I first started traveling a lot with Edward, I bought a travel yoga mat and it's one of the real skinny ones. Mine's a Manduka. And I would, you know, you can fold it flat. So I'd put it in the bottom of my suitcase. I still take it most of the time. But there's sometimes if I've got a lot of stuff in my suitcase, I just don't want the extra weight. So I do yoga without a mat. And it's just amazing how much better you feel if you can do yoga when you travel. Mm -hmm. 100%. I can't tell you how many times I've done yoga in a hotel room. I have done yoga next to a bed. I've done yoga near the closet. I've done yoga all over the place when I've been in a hotel room, you know, like specifically for on job sites and stuff, not necessarily being able to go outside, Mm -hmm. but I have done it outside when the weather's been permitting. And I mean, and that's just in my work life. That's not Mm -hmm. just for fun, like you think about doing yoga when you traveled for fun. Yeah. I mean, travel is just magic to me. And I saw a quote that said, I haven't been everywhere, but it's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And I I just love travel. I love seeing so many different people and seeing how alike we all are. Because it broadens our perspectives to travel and to step outside of our comfort zone, to go places we haven't been, to be in places that speak a different language. I know you're fluent in Spanish. So I do want to travel to a Spanish-speaking country with you just so I can hear you speak Spanish. Because <laughs> you could speak it all day long now and I don't know what you're saying. I am uh, about yeah. to embark myself <laughs> going to Costa Rica in Mm -hmm. less than a month and I'm going to speak a whole lot of Spanish and (laughs) yoga. So there you go. Yeah, that will be wonderful. In fact, when we travel, our body gets tired. After a long car drive or after a plane trip, the first thing I want to do is stretch. You know, like if you're sitting in, even when I fly to Minneapolis, you know, the few times I haven't been up there to visit you, but I've been there a few times. It's a short flight from Knoxville. But the first thing I do is I want to stretch my body. And it's really hard to do when you're in a confined space. But I have to say, I do pigeon pose in my seat. I do all kinds of poses on the plane. But, you know, you really can do yoga on the plane to help with when you get off the plane. Um, I Right before we started recording, I showed uh, Tanya a picture of one of my yogis that's in Bali right now. And he regularly, he and his wife regularly travel to Indonesia. And he does yoga every single day. He he likes diving. He does he does photography underwater, but he always does a yoga practice before in the morning and in the evening. Even when he's on the plane, he waits until everyone falls asleep or most people are sleeping or watching movies. Then he goes in the little galley way and just does sun salutations until he's he feels his body relax and release. And it helps him, especially on a what is it, what, twenty-four hours to get to Bali. It's a really long flight. And I love it so much that he'll send me pictures. He sent me a beautiful picture. It's neat to see 
people doing yoga as they travel, because that's kind of a universal language too. If you see someone doing yoga and you don't even speak the language, most people around the world know what yoga is. So it's kind of a neat way to connect also. Yeah, for sure. And like you say, like specifically when it comes to air travel, like mm -hmm. doing yoga before you get on the plane, doing yoga after you get off the plane to help again with circulation, to help with stiff muscles, to help with a little bit of that dehydration that happens to most of mm -hmm. us when we're on a flight too, is it's really about releasing a lot of the lactic acid from in the yeah. muscles, right? Mm -hmm. So that, you know, you're not suffering later or the next day that way mm -hmm. you're moving that stuff through the system it's helping you to release those toxins especially if you're going flight land flight land you know if you have to make yeah. a couple hops really mm -hmm. need to be stretching in between those flights mm -hmm. yeah and some people are not real comfortable going into the galley of an airplane and doing sun salutations for 30 minutes. But there are things that you can do in the plane. And I have done some stretching in the galley where I've never had a full blown out practice on the plane like my student does. But one thing that I do is I do breath work on the plane. I really practice just good posture because it's so easy. Those seats are not comfortable, but it's easy just to slump and make a C out of your body on a plane, especially when you're crammed in beside other people. And even if you're in the bigger seats and, you know, the different classes, you still are just not comfortable like you would be if you were not crammed in there. So practicing just seated and practicing your breath by taking a big breath in and lifting your body up and elongating your spine and exhaling and letting your body move with you is something that I do a lot. And I do a lot of seated spinal twisting on the right. plane. Yeah. Seated mm -hmm. cat cow and seated spinal twisting, mm -hmm. especially like if you know the person next to you and you're like, Hey honey, yeah. Just hold on a second while I do some twists, you know, like, right, like get real cozy. And even if it's not your honey, call them honey yeah. and say, sorry, yeah. I'm going to do some twisting right now. Exactly. You know, you can do some gentle neck rolls, shoulder rolls or something you can easily do in the seat. And people don't ever pay attention. It's amazing how much people think that other people are watching what they're doing. People don't care. Everyone's absorbed in themselves. You can do, if you are not in a real small aircraft, you can do seated forward folds. I have to say, I probably do seated pigeon the most you know, you just sit there, cross the leg over, and then just hinge forward to where you can't hinge forward anymore. And that's something that even if you're at your desk, you can do. But this is something that is wonderful because it's a hip opener and it's a release of emotions. And even the person with the most miles on their frequent flyer number, it is stressful just to travel. You might not be afraid of flying, but just going through you know, TSA, the pre-check, if you have global entry or not, going through customs, if you're leaving the country, having someone beside you that's a snarky person or not, or maybe you're the snarky person, you need or to release that. behind you who talks for two and a half flipping mm -hmm. hours. Oh, well, my daughter and I flew somewhere together a couple of years ago, and there was a little child behind us and the cutest little kids, so I couldn't say anything, but they kicked my seat for three hours. <laughs> It's always something, right? Okay. It, it was maybe an hour and a half, but it felt like three hours. But, <laughs> but anyway, so, but 
you can find ways if you want to do it to do things just seated. And especially yeah. if you go to yoga and it does make a difference. I have even done cradle the baby pose in an airplane seat for a deeper stretch. But, you know, so there's things that you can do when you get there. You know, when you're waiting on your luggage, you know, people don't like to make spectacles of themselves, but do some mount, some extended mountains and some forward fold. Release your body, release your back. Who cares? Whip out I a know. good old-fashioned warrior and just <laughs> rock it. Just let it go. Just let um, it go. I do it all the time, like, because, you know, well, short people problems, right? So mm -hmm. my feet don't touch the floor in an airplane, which mm -hmm. makes it really hard on my knees over time. So I tend to, after takeoff, move my bag so that my feet can be resting on my bag because otherwise that dangling is just really hard on my legs, mm -hmm. right? And so it doesn't help with my circulation, it doesn't help with water retention. Like all of that is like a real thing for me. But the nice part about the short people problems that I have is that my luggage is perfect height for mm -hmm. me to do a puppy dog on. So when I get off the plane and I get my luggage, I just uh -huh. put my hands on my luggage and I just stretch <laughs> out, right? And I do myself a nice supported down dog or a puppy dog on my luggage. Mm -hmm. But you can do that on any Base, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and if you're, you know, not up for touching things, that's fine. You don't have to do it by touching anything like, right. Yeah. You can simply do it, you know, in general, but mm -hmm. really yeah, finding speaking... that length through the hamstrings and stretching through mm -hmm. the back of the legs, because that seated position is just really hard on the hips and the back mm -hmm. of the legs. And yeah, they get really tight, especially extended flights. You know, mentioning your short person problem my feet don't touch the ground either and I am taller than you are but I'm still I still my feet don't touch very well so I found a travel foldable travel stool that I carry in my luggage I think that's amazing and you're yeah. not the only person I know that has one so yeah. apparently I need to invest in one yeah <laughs> Well, after you get off the plane, after you get your luggage, after you get in the cab and you get to your hotel, you can do, you can decide if you want to do yoga in the morning or the evenings, or maybe when you first arrive, probably then just to stretch your body out. But you really don't have to have a mat, even though, like I said at the beginning, I do travel with my travel mat often, but sometimes I just forget it or I just don't want the extra weight. But you can do sun salutations in the room. Most people feel real confident doing sun salutations. Very few studios do classes that don't sometimes use sun salutation. So most people know, um, know how to do that pose. Dancer's pose is an incredible pose to do, especially if you're visiting a city and you're doing a lot of walking because it's a wonderful quad stretch and it's a good way to stretch out your body and your chest after being hunched forward if you get lazy on the plane. Triangle pose is another pose that's wonderful when you're traveling because it releases the hamstrings, the side body, it opens the chest, and it's just it's just a nice, powerful pose and sometimes easily dismissed, I think. Another one that I think is a must, must, must pose for travelers is pyramid pose. And I love this pose all the time, but... I really, like you mentioned, sitting in a airline seat or in a cab or in a car, your hamstrings, your glutes, and your back get really tired after a long day. And so pyramid pose is 
just, I think it's on the must-do list for a traveling body. Low lunge is a wonderful, low crescent lunge is great for the stretching out the hip flexors. And if you can add your hands clasped behind your head or clasped behind your back as a chest opener, it's a great shoulder stretch too. One thing that I, I don't know why I started doing this, but I've started doing pigeon pose using my bed a lot. And I find I did it on a couple of times when we were traveling and I didn't take a mat where I would keep like, let's say my right foot on the floor and then put my left foot up on the bed in pigeon pose. And a lot of times in the mornings now, even when I wake up, I'll do four or five minutes of pigeon like that on my bed while I write, you know, or yeah. while I meditate. And I just love it. And it's an easy, if you, if you do nothing else, do a pyramid pose and a pigeon pose in your room just to help with that. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's how I feel about tree pose. I do tree mm -hmm. pose a lot, like even just standing in my kitchen at the counter mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, or I'll do like a twist, like I'll intentionally turn my legs opposite while I'm chopping or doing something. Yeah. Working through the abdominals. Like you talk about a travel mat, but you know, you can use a towel if you're yeah. not super comfortable with the hotel floor or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. use a towel right after you shower. Sure. Naked yoga in your hotel room. Nobody says you can't mm -hmm. like, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in general, it's the one more pose I wanted you to add to that list is a wide leg forward fold. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like there is nothing you can't do. Like, even if you are not feeling super strong about your yoga today, a wide leg forward fold. It's going to get your hamstrings, it's going to get your hips, it's going to get your IT bands. It's going to get all the good stuff in the legs. Right. Kind of hits that whole lower body. You know, one thing that I did, and I, I've always said I would do it when I travel, but I never do. Before I jump over to journaling, because we know I'm going to talk about journaling. I do try to meditate when I when we travel and it kind of sets my mood for the day and it helps me just to focus for the day. So meditation, if you don't have time to really get into the physical practice, but I do believe the physical practice is extremely important when you travel. But definitely spend, even if you only make it two or three minutes, try to spend some time meditating and setting an intention for the day when you're traveling. But I've Every time we travel, and Edward and I travel quite a bit, we, I always take a journal with me and I always have a plan to journal. Now, in the past, when I've decided to go and we always go someplace cold. So this year we went to England and went to London. It was the first time we'd have been able to go overseas since the pandemic. And I took my journal and the first day we got there, I started journaling about our trip on the plane. And then every single day I wrote about what we did that day. And it was so cool because I think back on all the different places I've been for work or for fun or with family. And I never wrote about what we did day to day from on that trip. I'll be able to look back at that journal and tell you what we did every single day, where we ate, the restaurants, all of it. And so that's a practice I'm going to start doing every time we go anywhere, even if it's a work trip. We're going to Chicago for a work trip at the end of this month. And I'm going to journal every single day because, you know, you always have those trips. And you're like, oh, my gosh, remember when we went and we we were in, you know, wherever, Timbuktu, and we ate at that little neat deli and they had the great ice cream. Do you remember that? And no one can ever remember the name of it. Uh-uh. 
Nope. Well, so. and that's exactly the thing is, is then you're able to, if you ever plan a trip again, or if you plan to mm -hmm. take people back is to, you know, take people back to that same place. John and I have done it. We went on our honeymoon and we've been mm -hmm. back to the same restaurant since we took my parents there. But just like you're saying, mm -hmm. I have no idea the name of the restaurant. I could walk you to it. I could specifically <laughs> walk you into town and take you down this side street to this little mom and pop place. But I could not tell you the name of it. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm going to put in my travel package. And you know, through our studio, we do a lot of travel vacations. We took a group to Italy. We did Venice, Florence, and Rome. I would love to have written down every single place we did. Didn't do it. You know, we've taken groups to Scotland and we do the bourbon trail all the time. You know, I don't have, I know what our general itinerary was, but we always veer from it. And I haven't journaled on those, but we are taking a group of people on the Rhine River in May. Will this episode air by then? This episode will air maybe while you're there. What are the dates mm -hmm. you're there? May this 9th episode, through the 16th. This episode will air the day you come back. <gasps> wow. How okay, so that's very cool. You'll just so, be coming home from the Rhine River. I will. Yeah, so when this episode airs, I will have just gotten back from a CatFit Yoga travel vacation trip on the Rhine River in Germany. And this one, when we've done our yoga travel vacations. We always try to do a yoga class for everyone in the mornings, but we have found that a lot of times people enjoy the food and the wine too much the night before. We don't want to get up and come to an organized class. So we'll see how that works on this trip. But this one, we're flying into Basel, Switzerland, and then we're going through Germany and Switzerland and France and up to Amsterdam. So it'll be pretty cool. Lovely. So. That will be neat. I think there might be one room left, one or two rooms. That's just giving you that little option there. <laughs> yeah. You and John could jump on that. Then we've got another trip going to Paris and Normandy. A lot of our trips, we have just people that want to go and want to travel with us because it's fun. And they don't want to go on trips by themselves. When we went, took a group to Italy, it was all devoted yogis. Mm -hmm. When we went to Scotland, it was also. But our Germany trip will not be a real devoted group of yogis. It'll just be people that want to travel with us. But Paris and Normandy in October will be more yogis. So that one, we will be more intentional on in doing yoga as a group. So that should be cool and groovy. But even with if you're with a group or if you're not with a group, I think trying to find some way to incorporate your favorite poses when you're traveling is great. If you're at, you know, a yoga class and you like a flow that a teacher does, jot it down. If you're like, oh my gosh, I could so do this, jot it down when you get home and you know, start your own little file of things that you could do when you travel. I always mention sun salutes because people know how to do sun salute A, B, and C pretty easily. But, you know, kind of create your own little practice that you can have while you're there. And it doesn't have to be a flow class. You can pick out five yen poses. Yeah. That you 100%. love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have done it differently many times. And, you know, a lot of times it was in conjunction with maybe I went running and then I came back into the room and did some yoga or whatever. So it's, you know, it's dependent on you say that you know mm -hmm. do what's going to work for your body but really just getting some movement so that you're helping you know counteract some of the effects of your travel which mm -hmm. can be real tricky sitting on an airplane a bus on in a car you know mm -hmm. 
really trying to work through. And you don't have to have fancy travel yoga gear. Like, you know, you don't have to carry dumbbells with you. You don't have to carry, you know, fancy running shoes with you. You just need your body. It's amazing. You can do yoga Mm -hmm. anywhere, anywhere. And if you do it in front of a really cool statue, you should take a picture and send it to Tanya. (laughs) Exactly. You know, one thing I was on, I got sucked down into a black hole on Instagram. And I don't know how I stumbled upon a bunch of yogis from Australia. I mean, Australia is one of my bucket list items, but it's just such a daunting trip. I mean, it's such a long flight to get there. So I always think, oh yeah, someday I want to go to Australia. But I'm kind of connected with some of these yoga studios unintentionally in Australia. And, you know, just they would message me, thanks for following me. How can I help you? And so I told them that I wanted to visit. And uh, so many of them were like, oh, please come see my studio when you come. So if you're traveling and you know, okay, I'm not going to do yoga in my room. I like to be led and I'm in a new cool groovy town. I want to go to a class and experience something different. Then you know, search on Instagram, Google it, see what studios are in that area, follow them on Instagram, see if you can strike up some kind of a rapport with them before you even travel and know what's expected. Do they have mats you could rent? Do they have blocks? Do do you need to bring your own stuff? And so it's kind of a neat thing to do to experience something different, especially in another country or in another part of this country that you haven't been to before. You know, I go to New York City a lot because my brother-in-law lives there and my sister-in-law lived there. And there are so many incredible yoga studios in New York City, but we're usually there for a short period of time. But I was thinking, I need to go to a studio in the city because I've never done it. Oh, yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. the nice part. And like, and I just, you know, error on using mind body. But that's the nice part about being on mind body is that no matter where you go, you can put in yoga near me. And Mm -hmm. it pops up, you know, 15 places I can tell you I've used and I look back at my favorites on mind body, I've got yoga studios that I used in Chicago yoga studios that I used (laughs) when I was on my job in Wisconsin yoga studios Mm -hmm. that I used when I was on my job in North Dakota, South Dakota, I mean, Nebraska and Pennsylvania, like so I've used that app for uh, um, all kinds of, you know, locating yoga studios near me. And they're always Mm -hmm. really great because most of the time you go in, they've got intro offers so you can get it for fairly reasonable. You just need to show up, right? And Mm -hmm. most of the time they're like, oh my gosh, you came all the way from Minnesota or (laughs) all the way, you know, from Kentucky or whatever, you Uh know. So it's just, you know, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yep, it is. So so do some yoga when you travel. It makes a big difference. Yeah, Get makes your body a big moving. difference. Keep yourself yeah. healthy while you travel. Mm-hmm. Journal, meditate. Do all the things. The things. All the things. <laughs> it's, it's my new favorite saying, do all the things. Oh, and you know what? If you bought a bottle of wine to have after you did your own little yen practice in your room, so you could sit there and journal about your day while drinking a glass of wine after you just finished your own little yen practice. I love that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Let's do it. We okay. need to do a retreat like that somewhere. Let's. I'm ready. Yeah. Bring so it on. anyone that's listening today, message us on social media and let us know if you want to go with us on a retreat somewhere really cool. 
and tell us where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. We're going to call it the two pizzas retreat. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I should tell you while I was traveling in California, this is a complete aside. I Mm -hmm. met a guy from Nepal in the Tibetan bowl shop where I bought a new (gasps) bowl. Yeah. And he says pita. And I was like, what? Like pita bread? Yeah, like pita. And I was like, that can't possibly be right. We've been saying pita the whole time. Well, so then I went looking because now I'm like, oh man, are we saying it wrong? Yeah. And I went looking and just like the word chitta, C-I-T-T-A, the word pita, P-I-T-T-A, it's okay to say pita. It was just okay. his dialect that said pita. And I was like, ah, we're doing it um, wrong. I was like, because <laughs> we're going to have to change our name if we have to call it pita. I don't want to be a pita on a pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like pitta on a pod. Yeah, we're pittas on a pod. Yeah, but I just are. wanted Heck to yeah. let you know because I was like, for a half a day, I was like, how am I going to tell Cat we're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But I did get a really beautiful bowl, so it's okay. And Uh while I was there, I should show you the picture. My friend took a picture of me while I was getting bold. (gasps) So I was, I, you know, because here he had all these bowls. And Mm -hmm. so I sat down cross-legged on the floor of his store. I'm sure they thought I was just crazy, but I was playing with the bowls and he's like try this and he pulls out his biggest bowl that he's got and he put it on my back so the bowl is like sideways on my Mm -hmm. back he's got his hand in the bowl holding the bowl against me and his hand (gasps) gonging the bowl and as he gongs the bowl he's sliding it down my spine (gasps) it was so cool See, if you travel, you can experience things that you wouldn't experience in your neighborhood. So get out there when when you're traveling. Go to a bowl store and get gonged. Go and find the yoga shops, find the crystal shops, find all the things. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.